Good morning and welcome. Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. My name is Jack Mancini, and I'm here with my longstanding partner, Adam Sunhalter. We've been together over 20 years doing this stuff. This stuff being defined as small business coaches. And we call small anything usually under 2 million bucks in annual sales. And uh, we take that, we take that approach to basically helping the small business owners understand what business is. You know, as simple as that sounds, you might be in business for, for decades. And it's, it's surprising how many people who own a small business don't know how to really do the business part of it. Lots of inefficiencies, lots of problems. Uh, so many of them don't make it. Statistics show that about 70% of small businesses that start today won't be in business two years from now. Now, why is that? You know, they have good ideas, they work hard, but they can't surround themselves with the right kind of environment for the most part to grow their company and to make it profitable. Well, we teach them. We, we me and Adam, we have a, a company called Maximum Value Partners. And it's a business coaching company. It could look us up on the internet and tell you it tells you obviously quite a bit about what we do and, and how we do it and being together for so long and having owned companies and operated companies and audited companies and adam uh, working on wall street for a decade we know what big business is about and we know what business in general is about and we're small business experts and we can solve probably any problem that you have Outside of your product, you're the expert in your product, but the marketing, the planning, the sales, the preparing for bank or not bankruptcy, but <laughs> preparing for uh, bank visits, meeting big customers, listening to big customers, what their complaints are, what their what their ideas and goals are. You know, we we can we help on those problems because we've lived through them all. Um, so anyway, what we do we do our coaching business, meaning we deal with a client on a visit of multi, multi times during a month. And we take him through what we've created called seven keys to success. And those seven keys to success basically would guarantee if you master those, that you're going to have a company that's profitable. And it's worth the effort to say the least. And it's worth the understanding. Business isn't nearly as complicated as people make it. So we, we field questions on HR, on accounting, on production planning, on just so much, so much. And how to handle yourself in a sales meeting, how to handle yourself with the bank, that kind of stuff. Good stuff that you'd enjoy and you'd need. And you'd say, my God, why didn't I find these guys earlier? So anyway, what we do, we take our client meetings and the problems that they talk about, and we mold them and shape them into a a, uh, a podcast like we're doing right now. And that podcast lasts roughly an hour, not always, usually less. But uh, we take it as far as it makes sense to do. And we talk to you between these meetings, too. And it uh, it works. It's a very, very workable situation that that has uh, good results. So if you're a small business owner, two million or less, 
uh, one to 25 employees. It can go more than 2 million, but one to 25 employees is more, more uh, important to us. Uh, we can coach you into some pretty good stuff. But we take these, these, these meetings to our clients and we make a podcast out of them. And we basically meet on Wednesdays, do our podcast, and usually you're going to get a podcast on Thursday. That's with the uh, the wizard Adam. He uh, puts that stuff up. He knows how to do it, and it works well. So we'd love to do that with you. Now, as you're going through your angst of the, are we going to have a recession or aren't we? Are we doomed over the next couple of years to have bad business? And it's been tough sledding right now. Many businesses are in trouble. Many businesses are folding. And there's no, I'm, I'm not going to say good reason, but there's no final reason that you have to fold up. Not yet anyway, with a few fights. And how do you fight? Well, one way that usually doesn't go on most people's radars because they don't know how to do it for the most part. So if times are tough and they are, do you ever think of doing an acquisition? We have a lot of small businesses out there that are probably going to fold because they just don't have the, the expertise in the organization and the wherewithal to, to uh, make their business whole. It's just the economy that's a big, big factor. And, of course, our government uh, and their very efficient ways, uh, they make things even better, right? Yeah. So <laughs> one way to jump sales, even in good times, uh, an acquisition for a small business makes sense. And you can do it. You can do it. We could guide you through it. We've helped a number of clients do it. And we could certainly help you if you're so willing and you've been around for a couple of years. So that's where we're at, folks. And we're going to talk today about growing through acquisition. It's, uh, you know, you can hire these, these people depending on your business and you can add more overhead and you can do those things and that's okay. But if you start to run into cash problems, it's not okay. You got to start to cut back. Well, simultaneous with that, you should be doing a look for some other people who are further ahead in that process. And look like they might fold up. A lot of little companies don't have the cash to to maintain a six month, um, you know, six month run of profitable sales. So you might find somebody else in the same boat that you are, and you could make efficient administration and you know, tell them where you'd be. We could get you there if you're so committed. Anyway, we're going to talk about that today. How can you do that? Should you? Should you try to grow through acquisitions? What's it take? Adam's an expert, so we're going to hear some good stuff. So, Adam, why don't you take it away? All right, Jack. Well, welcome, everybody, to episode 366 of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. And, yeah, just at the outset here, in terms of trying to cover our topic today of how do I grow my company through acquisitions, um, yeah, well, Jack's very humble. Jack's an expert in this area as well, especially when it comes to small business. So those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome. Glad you made it. We've been doing this for a little bit over seven years now. Like I said, this is episode 366, and we do a, a show every week geared towards small business. And uh, this is one of our favorite topics because in our 20 years together, Jack and I have noticed that there are so many small business owners who are just ignoring this as a way to grow their companies. Now, we might be a little bit biased, Jack. I mean, I guess, given our background. So for those of you who aren't aware, I spent the first decade of my career on Wall Street helping people buy and sell companies. So 
either very, very big companies, you know, that you've, you've heard of multi-billion dollar deals or some very small deals and everything kind of in between. And uh, Jack, after his corporate career, uh, he spent, I don't know, what, 15 years buying and selling companies. You know, he bought and they're all troubled companies. So Jack's talking about his, his opening here about some troubles, you know, brewing. That's all right. That's that's opportunity kind of uh, uh, speaking there, Jack. Right. So 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 Jack personally bought, fixed up and sold those five companies. And so we come from that from that angle of not only advising on, but doing deals ourselves um, and being able to kind of see what what makes a deal happen, how it can be very helpful. As Jack said, many of our clients over the years have grown quite a bit through acquisition. So from a big picture standpoint, you know, some of the um, big reasons why people would do this, Jack, I want me to. Why don't we kind of maybe kind of start there, you know. Yeah, so, right. if we look at you know, if you're if you've been with our show at all, you kind of know we, we we're very big fans of our seven keys to success that Jack was talking about, as well as our three circles. And so, the three circles at a very high level, there's three there's three parts of any organization. You've got product and service, you've got marketing and sales, and you've got administration. So I, I bring that up just the, the, the frame in terms of why would you look at acquisitions? So. One reason could be it's go to our go our first circle there, Jack. Product and service. So uh, one of the things that you might be looking to do is you might be looking to expand your products and service offerings. You know, one of the, the the best ways to grow is to take your current customer base and start to sell them more stuff. All right. So if all of a sudden, let's say, you know, let's say you're in the the cleaning business, let's say, okay, so you have customers who are buying your cleaning services. So maybe you're into some, you're into some some schools, some manufacturing plants, you're into people's you know people's homes, and maybe doing a combination of residential commercial stuff. Well, what other things could those customers buy? Well, something very simple might be Jack. Well, you know if, if you're in the cleaning business, well part of what they're buying is supplies, right? You got to buy some supplies to clean, you know different stuff, and so they they might have some supplies in their in their facility. So who are they buying those supplies from? Maybe it could be you. If you have a good relationship, why wouldn't they want to buy more stuff from you? So perhaps you may you, you may look at buying a supply business. Yeah, it's something that's related to your current business, but it's going to be an expansion of your product line, right? That could be one reason why you start to kind of look at making an acquisition. As opposed to starting from scratch, Jack, that's one of the hardest things to do. Start from zero and make things start to happen. So perhaps you, you look at a a competitor like that, or somebody who's related to your business, you know, so to speak. So in the product service area, it could be a way to start to kind of expand your product or service offerings. Or it could be something totally different than that, Jack, right? It could be something totally off off the rails. So maybe, maybe you're going to add a pizza shop too, right? Nothing to do with cleaning business, Jack, but I just want to add a pizza shop because I've, I've always- That's a good idea. Shop. I'll take that division. Okay. So- <laughs> But, you know, again, it's a way to kind of to, to kind of do that. So so why would you do that? So let's go back now to, to, to our three circles in the marketing and sales com you know, component of it. One of the big reasons that you often will, will buy another company is to expand your market. So that could be, I guess, in a couple ways, Jack. One is it could be just expanding your market in terms of geography. So perhaps, you know, one of the things you're looking at is you're looking to grow in your area. Maybe you're looking to move, you know, you know, to expand in, in your local region. And one of the best ways to do that is to go buy a competitor. So it'll be somebody who's doing, offering the same product or service that you are, but they're in a different geography. So they're on the other side of town. So that's a great way to kind of, versus you starting from scratch, going to the other side of town, let's get them. 
It's a great way to kind of get, get your presence known in that side of town. Or maybe they are in your backyard, but it's a way to add on the marketing front, add more customers. That's what marketing is all about, Jack, is to find more customers. And as we know, as a small business owners, it's hard to do marketing and it's hard to, to be, continue to add those customers one at a time. Well, if you go buy a business, Jack, you're buying tens. I already accomplished that. Yeah, 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 tens, hundreds, thousands of customers, right? Because, because that company, however long it's been operating, has had some customers over time. So it's a way to start to kind of expand expand your markets <laughs> like that, Jack. So a great way to be able to kind of do that is through, again, through acquisition. The third component of administration, that's the one that everybody loves, Jack, right? In terms of, uh, that's why they got the business in the first place, is, is to, 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 to administer. Do, yeah, all the dealings with the planning and, and, and the uh, the government. And yeah, right. they love right. that. That's it. And the financials and the people and everything else, right? So, but on the administration front, let's focus for a second on the people side, Jack. It's something that we've talked about a lot here on the show. We talk about it almost every day with our clients. In terms of just finding good people. Well, again, much like finding good customers, well, instead of having to do it kind of one at a time, if you go make an acquisition, well, part of what usually comes with that acquisition, Jack, is it comes with some people. Some people that are, you know, whether people who are delivering the product and service, whether the people are doing sales for that, whether the people who are administering the business, but, but there's all of a sudden there's people who are there. Now imagine taking your company of eight or 10 people, Jack, and you buy another company that's five people. You've now just increased your staff by 50% overnight, just like that. Now, are those five all going to be good? I don't know. Who knows? If you start to kind of figure out, chances are some of them are going to be good. That's part of what you figure out during that during that process. So from just a big picture standpoint. I, I oh, Adam, I can't. I can't. I can't find any companies. Well, that's, that's a lot of that's a lot of that's bullshit. Right. Well, let's, let's get to that in a second. So I just want to set the table to say, okay, why is this important? Or, or why should somebody be paying attention to this, Jack? Why should this be a strategy that, that I, as a small business owner, pay attention to? Because that's that's fancy stuff. You, you, you mentioned Wall Street and all these kind of fancy terms, Jack. I mean, you know, you got to deal with numbers and you know, wants to deal with all that stuff, right? So again, so come back to: Are you looking to expand your product or service? Are you looking to be able to get more customers or expand your geography? Are you looking for for more good people? Well, if you're answering yes to any of those things, well, hey, maybe this is something you should should stop and consider for a second, okay? That's too hard. I don't know all the all the numbers, all the, the suits and ties that come into this, and it's just uh, it's not worth it. I'd rather try to grind it out. All Wait right, a minute. No, no, it's okay. So you're you're touching on so one of the I think the the top reason why again. So what we're saying makes I think perfect sense. I think if if we talk to most owners, Jack, most of them will kind of smile and nod. So yeah, that that makes sense. But secretly, they're thinking a version of what you just said. Well, that seems very overwhelming, very complicated, like a bunch of nonsense. Where Too expensive. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. a lot of reasons have, not to do. Yeah, I don't have I don't have a big pile of cash sitting back here, Jack. You know, you know, there's just you know, there's lots of reasons that that it comes down to. But I think in our 20 plus years together, Jack, I think if we can identify the top reason why owners don't pursue this strategy, the strategy being looking to acquire other companies to help them grow. The number one reason why they don't pursue it, they don't understand their numbers. They don't understand their own numbers, let alone somebody else's numbers. So let's 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 play this out here a little bit. Here's how this might go. So I've got owner A and owner B, and neither of them understands their numbers. Yet they're going to get together and have coffee and talk about 
perhaps doing a deal. Let's say they even get to that point. And here's here's owner B who's going to potentially sell her business. And she brings to owner A, here's my financials. Owner owner A is looking at those financials going, what heck am I looking at here, right? I see. <laughs> <laughs> because chances are owner A, in our experience, is not very familiar or facile with his own numbers, let alone with her numbers that, that, that she's now giving to him. Okay. So that lack of comfort and, and, and basic understanding of the financial statements. On both sides in this both, case. Right. <laughs> so all of a sudden you have, you have uh, um, I know one of your favorite books uh, you know, over the years is I'm okay, you're okay, right? Um, and the, the basic premise of that was that the people just basically don't say anything to each other, right? For the most part. That's basically what happened. All of a sudden you're, you're, we're talking and, and, and we're filling up airtime, but we aren't really saying anything to each other, Jack, because neither of us knows what to what to say, what questions to ask, you know, how to frame stuff. Yeah, so they never get started. Or they, right. they talk to their accountant or lawyer, which there there's time for that. But the operations can be smoothly plugged in like a puzzle <clears throat> if you do it right. And honestly, it's it's just something, an opportunity laying at everybody's feet who's a small business owner. So what's likely to happen during that during that coffee, Jack, is very quickly, if I'm owner A, and, 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 you know, and, and we're talking owner B here, and, and you know, I don't, we both own electrical contracting businesses, right? So what we're going to do is we're going to start talking very quickly about our product and service, about what 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 we do, how good we are, how good our people are. We may talk a little bit about our market serve, right? What kind of customers do we have? And so we'll talk more on that in that front because that's an area that we're very comfortable in, and not talking about numbers, you know, and what and what numbers look like. So if that's where you are, understand you're not alone. In fact, you're in the vast majority of small business owners. But it's not a reason not to start to figure those things out so you can start to start to pursue something like this. I mean, Jack, people probably don't believe it, but people will give you companies. Why don't you, right. why don't you give people a couple examples? So I, I mentioned Jack has personally bought, fixed up, and sold five companies. Now, he didn't write big checks, bring big piles of cash to those companies. They were basically given to him. Right. Yeah, that's right. Why would how why would someone give you a business? <laughs> well, because they screwed up. The company had to uh, uh, be foreclosed on by the bank, and they couldn't make the bank get satisfied. So the bank moves these companies that are having trouble not paying their their uh, the bills that they they owe from the borrowings that they took and ended up not making money so they they basically took took this company back the ownership of it in effect the bank and did. the bank did yes right. and the bank puts these in what they call the workout department although you're going to be hard pressed to find that out do some more they, push-ups jack and jumping jacks mm -hmm. the workout group is that what you're talking about <laughs> that's right you go jazzercise together is that what we're going to do <laughs> but they, they put them in a workout department and the bank's objective there is to get as much as they possibly can with a troubled asset that wouldn't sell in the normal marketplace to any great uh, fanfare you know they, they get very little for it and they'll eventually write it off and that'll be it right. so while they have these number of loans uh, qualified to their standards buyers can talk about buying these assets 
So you can buy a company, which I've done. You can buy a company, but you're not you're not buying the ongoing operation. You're buying the assets, and you're buying them through the bank, or you're buying them through, in this case, the IRS and people who seize these assets. Uh, I mean, IRS agents who seize these assets uh, basically have to liquidate them. They can't run them. They can't get enough suit and ties to run these little companies. As I say, pause it for a second. So for those of you who are owners who have a banker, picture your banker, picture tossing the keys to your company to to your banker and say, here you go. Why don't you come and run run my company for, whether it be for the day, for a month, or or your point, can't take it over. The banks want nothing to do with these things, Jack, because they don't know what to do with them either. So they're trying to find, your point, folks who can somehow maximize the value of that asset for them. So somebody like you showed up, said, Hey, come, come along. And yeah, and <laughs> I can help. We're out probably going to do, we're probably going to do better together than you will with what you're trying to do, or the bank will lose by finding somebody to help them uh, unwind that asset. So why shouldn't it be you? Well, it can be you. There's legal issues that have to be uh, double checked to make sure there's no problem, but, you're going to get the title of this company and all its assets from the bank. Basically, they're giving up. They're giving up the, the asset. And right. you can be the guy who's the recipient. Now, there's legal issues that have been you know developed through the decades, but it uh, makes no difference. The, 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 the thought is still very, very solid, and it's a great way to go. You don't have much money, which nobody does, right? Well, again, and that's 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 one way to go. That's one way to go. But right. you know, I wanted right. to kind of, I wanted to, to bring that up because I think most people don't. Again, if it's not mm. the, it's, it's I guess that, that's related to, uh, um, the financial part of it, Jack. People will say, "Well, gee, I don't, I don't have a big pile of cash. I don't have a bunch of money to be able to do a deal, something like that." Right? Again, it's it's, it's often finding reasons not to do deals. Not the mm-hmm. deals, you know. That's that's what we're talking about here in terms of, you know, finding ways to make sure that a deal happens, and why it would make sense to have to have a deal, be able to have a deal happen. So, what I'll do is you're mentioning about the whole IRS thing, Jack, which people may not know what you were talking about there. What I'll do is I'll put a I'll put a note. Um, uh, Jack, you did an interview with us, boys, several years ago. I'm going to take a look here, talking about Cleveland Armature, right? Which is a business that right. that you bought, and there it is, December twentieth, twenty eighteen. What I'm going to do is I'm, gonna, I'm I'll put a link to that show. It's uh, called "How Did Jack Buy His First Company." All right, you kind of tell, yeah, you, yeah, told, yeah. You, you told the story. This is back when we were still on the air at WINT. We were doing our our live radio show, and uh, but you shared with people what happened in terms of and it's things like finding money in the like, literally finding money. In the business, yeah. So if, if you're interested in that, I'll, I'll put a I'll put a link in the notes. You can go listen to to to, to Jack's uh, Jack's podcast from December twentieth of uh, of twenty eighteen. You can get all those at our website, dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com, or if you subscribe to podcasts, you can search through them there as well. Um, in any case, so that's a big way to kind of be able to look at you know trying to do acquisitions, and, and, and there's ways to make these things kind of kind of start to happen. So if it, it, you know. So those are a few of the reasons why you might want to do some of these things. So coming back to your point, Jax, okay, I'm ready. 
okay, this, you, know, you guys are making a good case for me. That's something that I think I, I'd like to start to kind of pursue. So what does that mean? Like, how do I, how do I do this? How do I find, how do I find these things? Right. And so let's give them a couple, couple ideas and in, in terms of what happens, I, I think one of the best places to start, Jack, it's something that's probably a little uncomfortable for most people. Um, but it's something that they, they could probably do pretty quickly. Reach out to your competition. God, that's a mortal sin, isn't it? Chances are you have a good sense <laughs> who your competitors are locally. Maybe there's some folks who are bigger than you, smaller than you, similar size to you. Not, not sure. But pick up the phone. Call your competitor. Ask them to go grab a cup of coffee. Can you do that? Sure you can. You just need some time, a little push out the door. <laughs> well, the purpose would be, it isn't that you're, you're calling your competitor to say, hey, Jack, I want to buy your company. Let's, let's, meet for, let's meet for beers and talk, right? It's more about, hey, let's grab some beers and kind of talk and kind of just get to know each other a little bit. Let's see, you know, I'd like to hear your story a little bit, Jack. Tell me how you kind of got where you are. I'd like to share my story with you, you know, as well. Now, what's Jack going to say to me? Got a couple options, all right. First thing would be like, yell at the phone. Don't ever call me again. Hang up, right? Okay. The, the opposite end of the spectrum is like, fantastic. Come on over. When can we meet? Want to come tomorrow? I'm, or I'm available tonight. You know, there's some version in between. But picture reaching out to your competitors. Picture you getting a phone call like that from a competitor. <clears throat> How are you going to respond to that call? Never thought of it. Okay. So I don't know. It does, I probably fumble it. <laughs> it, do, it, does, it doesn't happen a lot. I think to your point, Jack, there's a, and keep in mind, you know, the, the, the show is called Dirty Secrets of Small Business. And part of what we try to do on the show here is we try to help, you know, demystify some of these things. It is a fantastic opportunity. There's an old phrase to keep your friends close and your, and your enemies closer. Well, this is, a, this is an exact example of that. And no matter what your business is, chances are there's plenty of business to go around. That's usually the case, Jack. And, and if you meet with somebody for half an hour, for an hour, even a couple hours, what's the best thing that could happen or the worst thing that could happen as part of that? That's, I think, usually where people start to kind of go with these things in terms of why they either run away from them and avoid them or will jump in with both feet. I think a common fear is that, hey, well, if I meet with my competitor, Jack, I, I'm going to show her all the answers. I'm going to give her all the keys to our success. I'm going to, you know, whatever it's going to be, I, I'm just going to spill my guts and it's going to be tremendously damaging for us. Okay. It's true. Yeah. That's I, how people I, think. I can't, I can't recall that ever happening, Jack. No, me either. And, and all my personal experience and the, the hundreds of clients we've, we've coached and worked with over the years and just in you know, my basic experience of talking to owners and I've never seen that happen. Usually it's something closer to the opposite of that, which is, Hey, I really like her, Jack. She's, she's, she's pretty good. She has an interesting story. I like how she thinks about stuff. I mean, again, just, you know, she's, she's pretty good, you know, <clears throat> or we connected pretty well. Or we, we, you know, we, we share a lot of the same challenges, whether it be with, you know, customer problems or with our people, you know, trying to find, you know, trying to find good folks or trying to get a bank to back us. So yeah, maybe also maybe, maybe we have some, some common challenges that we start to kind of share about stuff. If you have a, a view that it's a, uh, a long life and a long career here, 
you're never sure what's going to happen because one of the one of the, the the ways you start to kind of plant some seeds for this again this is the idea of trying to grow through acquisitions is you you know you've got to kind of put things out there a little bit you got to get to know some people and and, and so one of the most obvious places to go to, to to look to grow is to bring your bring your, your competitors mm -hmm. on board so if you don't know any of your competitors maybe that's where you start start reaching out to some of your competition start seeing what happens and if they if they don't want to meet with you that tells you a lot about them All right why why would they be afraid of little old you how can you be so intimidating to somebody you ever think of yourself as being that way as being intimidating to somebody well you might be to your competition it's a whole oh. it's a whole different mindset you know it, it, it you gotta think in terms of growing your business and there's no evil demons out there give them a call you got nothing to lose you got everything to gain especially in today's world so one of our most successful clients over our 20 years together jack it did did just a version of that he reached out to all all of his local competitors and and what happened was you know and the way he got into business in the first place was he bought the shop he was working at he was working at a place and he wanted buying it out that was that was his first acquisition he wanted wound, wound up going on to make a handful more of them of competitors in the area to kind of grow and you know as we started working with him he, he was looking at the opportunity to grow either through starting new locations or buying them he wasn't really thinking much about buying he's really more on the whole starting from scratch because hey if i start from scratch i can just do it exactly the way i want to do it jack right it's like if you're a city planner you'd like to go to some you know bare space of land to kind of then just <laughs> create it create it from scratch and create exactly the way you want to do it versus you buy something that already exists has stuff there it's not quite the way you want it right but this client started to realize that you know what and and, and he wanted to grow to grow faster it's a lot faster to be able to kind of grow through acquisitions because you have things that are that are already there you don't have to deal with well it be silly little things like dealing with the different cities that, that you're trying to get into and how many times jack have we seen a twenty dollar hundred dollar fee slow things up or stall things for for right. weeks or weeks or months right um but that's right uh, but being able to kind of grow through acquisition he was able to do this very very quickly and and grew his company tenfold in a matter of about six years and was able to actually then exit uh himself as well but he was able to do it through mainly through competition and it got to the point jack and, and this is something i think you, you may have touched on before you know not today but certainly in prior shows if you're in the market where you're, you're a person who becomes known, you become known as that person who's buying things up. And all of a sudden, things start to just appear. So our client started to see, started to see all of a sudden, people are calling him. Hey, do you know so-and-so is looking to get out? Oh, I didn't. Well, let me talk to him, right? So all of a sudden, you start to kind of gain rep a reputation if you start to kind of go about that. Because again, I don't care how big or small your industry is, Jack, people talk. And word starts to spread. And and that's okay. And again, I know you saw that personally when, when, when you were very active in, in doing this, you know, bank A would tell bank B would tell bank C and all of a sudden, you know, Jack's getting phone calls. Hey, we got something else that we'd like you to look at. Okay. So opportunities to start to present themselves. So it's a beautiful. They do because they've always been there, but people that just don't, don't take advantage of them. They're afraid or they'll talk to their lawyer and the lawyer will, will, uh, not encourage him you know right from what he knows and uh, you know the operations of the business and things of that nature if you've been around you know that well you know it better than you think you do 
And once you get involved in it, you you find out you're pretty good. So yes, just to did. have a run run a small business all these years, all these decades, you know, you're you're an expert. You're an expert in that industry at that level that you're operating in and have been for years. You gotta you gotta grow on that. You know, that's just it should give you the confidence if you dig down deep and have the encouragement. So I picked that one to start with, Jack, in terms of going to talk to your competitors for, for a couple of reasons. One is, like I said, I figured it'd make most people probably a little bit uncomfortable, but also it's a, it's a key thing that we talk about when it comes to looking at making acquisitions. And it's a key word you mentioned to all of our clients about this or folks who are considering it, which is to engage, mm-hmm. get out there and start doing stuff. Right. So if I got to pick up the phone, I got to send an email, I got to set up a, a time to meet with my competitors. I got to do something about it. Right. And so we're starting there. So if you aren't, if you aren't willing to do that, Maybe it's maybe you aren't quite ready yet. Maybe maybe it's not for you, right? But let's say you start you know, reach out to, to, to some competitors. Okay, well, another way to do some stuff, Jack, that may be a little bit little bit more comfortable, a little bit less intimidating, is checking out some online websites. So if you go do a Google search for you know buying you know buying companies, you'll probably find dozens of websites, right? Bizbuysell.com. Again, there are a bunch of them out there. There, there are a bunch of of brokers are out there that have listings of stuff, right? So you can spend untold hours, Jack, going through lots of different websites, looking at opportunities that show that are companies that are literally out there that are for sale. They're for sale. And you can kind of look through and it, it's kind of fun to go through that because come back to, our, to our, 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 our opening here in terms of why you would do stuff. So maybe one of the things you're looking at is you're looking to get into some additional products and services, but you're not quite sure what those might be, Jack. Well, just start scrolling through a list of the companies that are for sale and see what what strikes your interest. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, if all of a sudden... It's a great way to spend a great way to spend your time. I mean, it is, you know? You know, so w- what happens there, and the reason why I say it may be a little bit less intimidating is because, again, the, the initial search is it's online, you know, so you can do it from the, the safety of your computer screen, right? But you got to engage there as well. So let's say you, you go through and you find some some interesting things. Well, then you have to start to engage a little bit because you have to reach out and you, and you contact the broker and you got to be able to kind of get the package, right? And you get the package, which comes back. And some packages might be a couple of pages of not of not too much good stuff. So it might be 20, 30 pages that kind of tell the story and again, come back to showing some of those numbers. But it gives you a chance as well to go meet those those owners. A big part of this process is, is, is getting in front of other business owners. And again, it can be intimidating, Jack, because again, here, you know, as we paint that, that little scene of those owner A and owner B getting together and here they are trading information, not even know what, what they're talking about. It could be kind of intimidating. Like, what questions do I ask? I walk into a, to, to, to a business, Jack, that again, I, I'm the electrical guy and I'm going into a pizza shop. So I'm a, I, I have no comfort at all because, you know, other than I like to eat pizza, Jack, but I mean, I don't know the first thing about the pizza business. And so what, what questions do I ask versus if, I, if I'm talking to, to another contractor, I know what questions to ask because we're in this, you know, in a similar kind of business, at least from the, 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 the product and service standpoint. So again, it's a way to start to kind of fill your, your, your head with some different ideas and some options of what's out there, what is of interest to me, you know? So there's a lot of those sites. So again, I'm not going to give you a list of them, but again, if you just search, search online, do a Google search, my guess is you'll go down some different rabbit holes for a while. And I think as Jack said, it, it can be a lot of fun and see what you kind of discover as part of that. Oh, good. We're, so, we're, 
Well, I'll say if so, yeah. if, if if you start to now kind of feel a little better, so I've I've, I've reached out to a few competitors, Jack. I've, I've started to kind of do a little bit of research. Well, how about now starting to maybe engage your network a little bit? Tell people in your network. You know what, what I mean by that? Maybe again, maybe you're part of a networking group, let's say, but just people who who you know, customers, vendors, different folks. Start letting them know. Hey, folks, I'm I, I'm looking to grow. I'm looking for companies that fit X, Y, Z criteria, whether it be, you know, certain industries, just, you start to talk to people about it, you know, to, to your point, Jack, you got to let people know this is something that you're, you're looking to do. And if you've had a chance to talk to a few competitors, you had a chance to kind of do some research online to kind of see this, you're starting to feel good. Hey, this, this could be something that, that could be a good opportunity for me to be able to kind of grow my business. So you start to talk to some folks in your network about it because you don't know who they know. You really don't. And they don't know until you tell them that, hey, I'm interested in something like that. How would they know you're interested in that pizza shop, Jacqueline? Unless you tell them. You, you have to let them know that, that that's something that that's of interest to you. So you start, start to talk to folks in your network about it. Let them know what's going on. Let them know why you're trying to do it. Maybe even give them some examples. Here's some folks that would be great. Hey, do you know somebody here? You may identify certain companies that, that you're trying to get into. That's always fun to do. And something even related to that, I would say, as you get to it, I bet there's some people in your network who have bought companies before. Sit down with them. Talk to them about it. doesn't need to be somebody in your industry, but again, it's somebody who's in your network, who's somebody that you know, like, and trust, who knows, likes, and trusts you, who's happy to talk about these things. Sit down and talk to them about it. You're going to learn a ton by just talking to them because they'll, 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 the, the people love to talk about this stuff, Jack, right? I mean, they're happy to share. They'll tell you all the, the goods and the bad. They'll probably start with all the mistakes that they that, that they made to start with, right? So they'll be happy to kind of just share all this stuff with you. So talk to those people. All good them. stuff, Adam. All, all good stuff right on the nose. Real life experience stuff. So, and, and those people, I guess, would include your advisors. So chances are, you know, you got your CPA, your your attorneys, your financial advisors, your insurance people, your your coaches, your consultants. You know, you got a lot of people know because they know people, and they're happy to help because they'd be helping you as well as helping another friend or client of theirs. They're happy to kind of put you together. Let's see what happens. It's like you're saying, if if you're looking to date, you got to tell your friends, hey, I'm in the market. Who should I meet? What's their name? Let's go. You know, give me some candidates, right? You start, you know, you start kind of. It, there's a lot of similarities with this, Jack. Right? Hey, I'm looking. I'm looking to date. My company's looking to date here. Let's let's try to find try to find a match. <clears throat> so, again, I think it's like like most things in life, Jack. It starts with a simple decision. You know, in this case, it's a decision for you as a as a business owner to say, "Hey, I'd like to try to grow my company through acquisitions." And. You know, if you decide this is a route for you, then you'll you know, what will happen is you'll start to kind of notice those opportunities. It's, it's like anything else. If you start to tune your your brain to it, you'll start to notice opportunities. There'll be things that you'll see as you're reading stuff. There'll be emails that will come across that before would have just gone right by you. You wouldn't have noticed them at all. And all of a sudden, oh, hold on. This has what I'm looking for. So all of a sudden your antenna I get tuned into looking at opportunities like that. And it's very, very doable. There's lots of ways to make it happen. As we kind of shared, again, the whole whole purpose of today's show is to kind of introduce the idea because we know 
that is so foreign to, to many small business owners. And, and we think it's, you know, most advisors are doing just a disservice to their, to their clients because they don't talk about these things. And quite frankly, Jack, most advisors don't have the experience that, that you and I have to be able to make it right. happen. That's a, that's a big deal. And see how these deals happen and, and make it comfortable, make it, make it doable, not get involved in all the fancy pants nonsense, but to say, here, here's how a deal can really kind of happen. And whether it be somebody giving the company away, and that's, you know, that, that's a very popular way to do stuff when you have seller financing, right? Um, there, there's ways to make these things start to happen. If you have a willing buyer and a willing seller, there's lots of ways to make a deal start to happen. And if you have good folks in your, in your life, you know, if you don't, give us a call. We, we, you know, we'd be happy to kind of help walk you through that process. We, we have a lot of fun with it. And we know it's a great way to be able to kind of grow your business. So great, a great, great educator too. It is. It's just a great experience for a small business owner. That's absolutely the case. I can't think of any one of our clients, Jack, that's ever gone and pursued versions of this that hasn't learned stuff either about themselves, about the other person's business, about just, just different things to kind of help them, help them grow and get better. Just, just the gain of confidence that they get, you know, because they, they, so much comes together when you're putting a value on a company and looking at the operations of it. Uh, you know, you, you get stimulated conversation from people who've been there and that, and, and it's not costly. It just isn't right. the deals you might make. The, the proposals you might make might be costly, but you got to watch it, but it's, it's, it's a great way to go. Right. All right. So that's what we want to kind of cover today. Again, we want to kind of introduce the topic to kind of put that thought in your head. And when you're ready, this is a great, a great strategy to pursue to start to grow your company in a very good way. And I think as Jack said too, is there's some upheaval in the marketplace, whether things are going well or not going well, it's always a good time to consider this as a way to kind of grow, expand, perhaps pivot your company to, to you know, in, in a different direction. There's lots of things that can happen. And, you know, looking at acquisitions is a way that if you're doing that, it'll put you in the top five or 10% of your competitors guaranteed because you're looking at things that, 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 that they aren't even considering from that standpoint. So, right. All right. So that's our show for today. We want to thank you all for listening. Uh, as we mentioned, this is episode 366. We've got 365 other episodes that are much like today's, which, which is they, they stand the test of time. They're, they're good core principles for running, growing your small business. And if you go to our website, I mentioned that again, it's dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com. There's an episode tab there. If you click on that, you'll see a search bar. You can search whatever topic or, or, or thing you're looking for. It'll feed back to you whatever <clears> shows you've done on those topics. If you don't find one that you like, shoot us an email at radio at maximumvp.com with whatever question you've got. We can either answer the question for you directly, or we can do like we did today and create a show for it. Because chances are, if you've got the question, so does somebody else, and they'll be happy that you asked it. If you prefer, give us a phone call, 330-849-0670. Be happy to talk with you uh, that way as well. Um, but that's what we wanted to kind of talk about. If you, if you um, subscribe to podcasts, Pick your favorite podcast player where you can find us on just about any one of them from Spotify to iHeart to, to Apple Podcasts. If you search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business and subscribe to it, as Jack said, we typically drop a new episode every Thursday morning. We deliver right there to your smart device and you can, you can get all the prior episodes there as well. So thank you all for listening and we'll talk with you all next week. Bye. Bye.